Good morning, good afternoon, good... Ah, forget it. We won't even go there this time. Probably next time in the next 10 times, but we'll give you a break this week. Welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am Chaos. I'm the guy that's going to take you through some of the madness. This is the number one podcast amongst people who want to see celebrity deathmatch featuring Farmers Only versus Christians Mingle. That's us. That's who we are. That's what we're doing. Ah, welcome to episode one of season three, which this one's going to be done just a little bit differently. But the story, it's worth it. It is really, really, really worth it. Um, what happened, though, when we recorded, when I recorded, when I did this, this is my fault. Jay's done the best he can to clean it all up. But this is completely my fault. The audio on this is really hit and miss. So what we try to do is find all the spots that were the best to hit and uh, put those in there. And I will try to fill in as much as I possibly can without taking away from the story. Done a little bit differently, but the story might be a little bit different. So it's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Nah, maybe not. Maybe not. I get it. You know, we hang out a lot anyway, have pizza and all that stuff over the past few weeks. So it's not like we were gone for too terribly long. We just were gone with full length episodes. So if you like the show, please like it, follow, subscribe, share with a friend. Let everybody know we're out there. Give us a call, 317-426-6616. Email us at swiperongpod at gmail.com. We're on every podcast platform there is. So however somebody wants to listen, we're out there and we're ready to be listened to, I guess is the best way to put it. So let's move forward. So I'm going to introduce some of this to you. Uh, I'm going to take some of the stuff out that wasn't audible or was at least low to where it doesn't pop too much in your speakers that may happen a little bit in the car or in your headphones this this person we found through a friend who's been on the episodes uh in the past and said look i i just i just met this guy and we were talking and he has got this crazy story and i said my ears perk up immediately oh shoot all right well let me hear his story i want to hear his story let's let's sit back and talk and uh so we actually met at this friend's house and he wanted to meet in person. He didn't want to do uh, over Zoom, which is usually how we'll do our, our recordings uh, and meet people just because the audio usually comes through better and, and all that. So when I got there, I, we got set up and, and the Zoom just that, that I had, even though we were in person, I still said I was, uh, his Bluetooth didn't kick in. So my apologies for the audio again. Jay, as awesome as he is, he's amazing. He's like, bro. I can't do much with a lot of this stuff. So let's start and set the foundation for you. This gentleman here, 
was married for, I think it was 10 years. Uh, and he'd been divorced for about five and he's been off and on, on the apps. And just like everybody else, he's trying to find his way. He's had some good dates. He's had some bad dates. He spends some time, uh, on Bumble, on Tinder and on Facebook dating. And, uh, I think at some point you may even hear it. He's a big fan of Facebook dating. And, and he brought up a good point to me that I never even really realized with Facebook dating. The, the biggest slight that I see with it is, uh, that it just doesn't care about your parameters. But the the biggest advantage there is to it, besides it being a free platform for anyone to jump on, is you can verify people. So if you're not sure if this person's a bot or real, you can go on there and you can, hey, let me see if I have, all right, let me let me look for Janet in uh, Wichita and uh, see if it matches up with this Janet from Wichita that I'm talking to and see if you find a profile. So that makes a lot of sense. So he brought up that point. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So he met this person on Facebook dating and uh, I think we have some good audio from this point on. And uh, this, this episode, I love the title, um, I knew she was faking it is the name uh, that we're given this one because it's just how this one kind of plays out. Did I forget to mention we do have a word from our crack staff legal department. Here they are. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. So tell me about where'd you meet the crazy? Okay, so the worst dating experience I've had is... So day one, where'd you match up? Yeah, so I'll start from day one. I'm playing around on a dating site like uh, Plenty of Fish. Okay. One night, you know, 10 o'clock at night or just surfing through, okay? And I grew up in a very small town, like less than a thousand people, okay? And the high school I went to is super, super small, like single A, 80 kids per class, like rural country, you know everyone, okay? The whole high school I went to from 9 to 12 was 300 kids. So like most high school kids, like know half their class, I know every kid from 9 to 12 in high school I went to. Like that's the setting of where, you, where I grew up, okay? So I'm swiping through and I see a young lady on there from that town. I'm like, wait a minute, how can, you know, so I was 47 at the time and she was like 43, 44. So I'm thinking, if she's from this town, I'd have to know who she is. But nobody moves to this town unless, you know, they marry someone and move in. So she's probably from this town. So I send her a message. I don't think she responds the first night. A couple nights later, I send her another message. It kind of says something like, hey, I grew up around your area. Like, are you from there? This type of thing. So I didn't get a response again. So usually my rule of thumb is like no more than three messages. Like I'm not going to stalk somebody. So if I say, hey, here I am, like the third time they don't respond, then I'll probably just delete them off there. I'm not going to hit them again. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, literally I'm thinking to myself, do I even send her another message? So I sent like the third message that basically said, hey, I'm from this area. Like I might know you, this, that, and the other. And she immediately came back and said, I know who you are. <laughs> so... Now, on Plenty of Fish, you don't have a name that just says, like, Chris Jackson. Like, you can put, like, a call name above it. Right? Uh, so she didn't have her name. She just had a name that says, and this will be a part of the story later, it just said, was her profile name. Okay. And just like me, I had a profile name, too, so I didn't, she didn't, didn't have my name, but she says she goes right all right. So I'm going to jump in and just kind of make sure I recap what's being said so far. So... 
he is on the site Plenty of Fish, and if you haven't used Plenty of Fish, I have no idea. I like I don't I don't even like fishing. Fishing to me is no fun. I don't want Plenty of Fish. If I want fish, I'm gonna be like, hey, give me the salmon. Is how I fish. So he's on Plenty of Fish, and the thing with Plenty of Fish is it doesn't say like anybody's first and last name. It doesn't say like Jack Tripper or uh, Cersei. Lannister or anything like that. It just simply has you create a screen name for yourself. It's like almost like AOL, old school AOL. And this is some girl that he he, he connected with. And one of the things he noticed is she was from the ho- old hometown that he was from. And they thought that they would have, you know, something in common to talk about there. And as because there's only like a, a thousand people or so from it. And then, of course, he says, hey, and she's like, I know who you are. So we message back and forth a little bit. And she said, you know, can you figure out who I am? She's playing games with it. So I ended up guessing a couple of times. She's like, no, no, you're close. As soon as she ends up telling me, my name is this and this. And she said, once she said the last name, I immediately knew who she was. One of my best friends in high school was a female. Uh, was her sister. She has an older brother that's one year ahead of me. And then she's got another sister that's two years below me. So there's three kids that are all my age, basically. And she's the youngest sister of these three. Okay. Okay. So the girl that was in my age, that was my age, which is her older sister, I used to pick her up, take her to school. We go swim practice. This, that, that. <laughs> so she knew I'd been in and out of her farm many times, but she was never my girlfriend. She was just my friend back in the day. Okay. So anyway... This girl proceeds to tell me, like, I know who you are. I figured out who she was. And she says to me, I have to tell you something. She said, when we were in high school, she said, I had the biggest crush on them ever. <laughs> you immediately go, yeah. I got a shot here. So <laughs> you, I got a shot. Like, it's, I can't play it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I mean, I ran it. So, so anyway, we message back and forth. And, and getting to know her, I figure out right away, she's not the type of person I want. In general, like, I want someone who, you know, professional, educated, good mother, like, you know, all the things that I really want, you know, type of person. Right, right. not how she was. Right. She was rough around the edges and had lost her children and wore the high heel boots and leather pants. Like, she was not my type. Right. But, once again, we had low-lying fruit to pick. So, we just went ahead and did it. Okay? So... We talked for a while and come to find out, you know, she trusts me. We know the, you know, we know who each other are and stuff. So I said, Hey, you want to, you know, you want to go out? She said, sure. So come to find out like the following Friday, I think I had a job to do where I've been driving to like Michigan, but I didn't have anybody going with her. I just flat out asked her, want to ride to Michigan with me for my job? Sure. So our first date was driving to like, a 10 hour drive on the road. That's what I'm Okay, so it's 10 hours. 10 hour drive. That, that, five hours out. I think for like an hour of business and then five hours back. Okay. She okay. Took, she took my car and looked at us lunch while I was at the meeting and everything. Perfect. Cool. Went along great all the way up, got great all the way back the second. So she comes back to my house and late at night and she ends up spending the night that night, but not like I slept on the couch. She slept in my bed. So you guys didn't hook up? No. We okay. Were kissing. Okay. Nothing was going on. We were just buddies having a good time. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Just sure. hanging out, having a great time telling old stories about, you know, who we were in this center. So the next morning she gets up and I had picked her up at her house. So I took her home and then say about a week later or so, you know, we're talking to the center. I said, Hey, you want to go out again? She's like, okay. So she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't care. So I was like, just, uh, you know, come to my house or whatever. And then we'll go out to dinner. Or whatever. So 
seven o'clock. She shows up at my house, comes in, you know, and she's like, I don't really want to go out. She's like, let's just stay here and watch Netflix. Okay. So, you know, I order some pizza or whatever. We go right. on Netflix, we'll set for coffee, right? All right. And, uh, she brought like an overnight bag with her the whole night yard. So, you know, here's, here's what's here. There's your layout. Yep. Yeah. So we're sitting there talking and she says, Brad, did you know my dad passed? I said, no, Shannon, I didn't know your dad passed. Uh, She's like, yeah, he just passed like six weeks ago. I said, well, I've known your dad for years. I was like, he worked at the same factory as my dad. Like I used to pick your sister up. He's a great man. I was like, I'm really sorry. She's like, yeah, I was always his favorite. And blah, 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 blah. She's like, it, you know, it's really bothering me. So I'm pretty empathetic. I was like, no, I'm really sorry. And I'm thinking, okay, she's going to be going through this. And I got, well, I'm not going to be hit on her. Sure, but, sure. You know, so we're talking this, that, and the other. And she takes her cell phone and she plays a message and it starts playing this voicemail. It says, hi, Shannon, it's dad. Thanks for taking the chickens out today and collecting the eggs. I'm just getting home. I need to get the tractor running. Like, they live on a farm. Like, he sent her this message. Well, she tells me that's the last voice from my daddy. Ever. Oh, wow. So just to catch you up and make sure everybody heard everything. Okay. Uh, they meet, they go out. Their first date is uh, a business trip that he has where it's a five hour drive one way, a five hour drive back, which I tell you, there's been quite a few people in my life where I've gone five hours one way and five hours back. And I would think that I, we would be like choking each other and not in the fun way as it gets back. Like, He's taking a heck of a risk and that ended up good, like totally. So they're out on a second date and she's like sitting there and they're talking about family and she's talking about how her dad passed away. Like he thought he was set up for the night to, for the, the, the sweet hookup and the good time. And this is it. Cause they had such a good time. The first time she spent the night, she slept in the bed. He slept on the couch and he's thinking the second one to work out. And now, you know, he's an empathetic guy. He's like, all right, so it's not going to shake out. No big deal. And then the, that's where we're Right. Like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. It's like your dad was a great man. This that the other. She gets up from the couch with no warning at all. I'm watching. Like, wonder what she's doing here. She sits on my floor, Indian style, and just starts convulsing all over the place. Whoa! Yes. Damn. Now I worked for years in like in social services. Like I've been around people having seizures. Like, okay. Trained in CPR and see, like I know what I'm doing. Like. So I'm thinking, okay, start counting. If it goes 30 to 45 seconds, a grand ball seizure, that's called 911. Like, I, I'm in control of the situation. Right. I'm living in a pretty small house. So I'm like, get on the floor, make sure you don't bump her head this second. So after about 40 seconds, she kind of pops out of this and she's like, what happened? I said, Shannon, I think you just had a seizure. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, it's okay. I was like, you know, that shit happens. I was like, are you okay? She goes, I need to use your restroom. So she gets up, she goes back to my bathroom, and I figure she's washing her face, I'm trying to get herself together. And she comes out and she says to me, what did you do to me? What? Thank you. And I'm like, Shannon, what? I was like, don't even, I'm already ahead of her. I'm like, don't even go there. I was like, your family's known me for 40 years. There ain't no other way. I was like, you went to Michigan with me. I took good care of you. I was like, I respect you. I would never, I was like, don't even go there. She's like, I just went into the bathroom and I walked down there. And I, I'm just gonna be honest, like, I talked from the cup. I literally said, there's a big fucking difference between a cum stain and piss. So at this point, I back off. I'm just thinking, I was like, look, you have a seizure. I was like, what's going on? This, that, and the other. So 
Once again, nothing happened. She ended up spending the night at my house in my bed. I stay on, stay asleep on the couch. Don't touch her enough. Like you have a seizure, like you're exhausted. Like, you know, I'm thinking like there's no way she can drive home. Right. So she wakes up the next morning. I tell her, I was like, I gotta go to work. I was like, I'm sorry things didn't work out last night. She'd be a real apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. She's like, I'm epileptic. I haven't been using my meds. She's like, the depression with my dad. She said, I'm just all over the place. She said, I'm so sorry for what happened. I'm like, look, it happens. I was like, you had a seizure. It wasn't your fault. You've been going through a lot of trauma. Like, I'll be your friend. And I was like, you need to get in and see your doctor and get your meds adjusted. I was like, because, you know, if you're having seizures, you're on seizure medication. Like, you know, so I'm starting to have this conversation. So anyway, she tells me, she's like, I got to go. So she leaves. It's a funny story. So she leaves. And about five minutes later, I hear her knock on the door. She's got this old, like, 96 Dodge 3500 series, like her dad's old farm truck. All right. Sure. She knocks on the door. She's like, Brad, I can't get the gas to get home. Oh, wow. Two, three weeks later, it's like a Saturday. I remember it's like a Saturday, almost noon, because I was going to watch some sports. I was sitting on the couch. And she sends me a text message that's a picture. And she's in the tanning bed hmm. at the workout facility, like five minutes from my house. Oh, and it's not a full nudie, but like you can see the cleavage, like it's a section yeah. picture. Yeah. She's like, uh, I got my meds under control. She said, I've been working out. She said, everything's good now. She's like, I was hoping I could see you. So I respond, wow, you are looking good. Like, I mean, you can tell she lost weight. She looked like, she looked good in the picture. Of course, I'm horny like him. You know? <laughs> I was like, well, come on over. So she literally, that day, after the gym, she comes to my house, right? So we're sitting there talking. And- I mean, at this point, I'm totally hooked. I don't know about you guys, but I was just sitting there with my jaw, just like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening? Holy shit. <laughs> So can you imagine that being out on a date with somebody who you've known their family for like 30 or 40 years and you, you're kind of acquaintances with this person already and you're sitting there they play the voicemail of the dad that passed away not too long ago and they go into a seizure like empathy and he talks about how empathetic he was and he's like all right oh my gosh what do we do here holy cow like you're just like I just want to make sure this person is okay and how scared must they have been oh it stinks so I literally said to her I was like look we got off to a bad start last time. I was like, I'm so much glad that you're doing better. I was like, you know, let's go on a real date. It's like, well, you know, last time we just did the Netflix. And your dad, you're all stuff about your dad. It's like, maybe you just need to go out. It's like, let me take you out. We'll go to a movie. We'll go to a dinner. You know, we'll go to the bar. And she feels like, let's go have a real date. That's a good time. She's like, okay. So this was like, say, like a Thursday. So, so tomorrow night. I said, let's just do it tomorrow night. She's like, okay, fine. So there's no incident that night at all. Right. So. This is like uh, midday, like I'm saying, like a Saturday. So I think it, it was going to be the following Friday, like five days later. So we talk several times back and forth. Things seem to be going pretty well. So like that Thursday comes and I hit her up. I'm like, so we're going out Friday? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, wear some nice clothes. Like, we'll go out. And nice day. So Friday night, she shows up at my house. She's got nice clothes on. She looks really nice. She's in her dad's truck again, of course. She comes in and I was ready to take her out. She's I have a lot of social anxiety. Oh, I think we better go out. Oh, like, Let's just stay in. It's like, all right, so you want to order some like Panda Express, like Chinese food, watch movies, like ball game, whatever. It's like, okay. So like, let's just watch some videos and order Panda Express. So order Panda Express. We're probably sitting there for like three or four hours. And we were kind of messing around a little bit, but nothing serious. Holding hands, kind of touchy, this kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. So we get done eating. That's probably 8.30 at night. We're watching some movies. We're talking. I'm telling you, out of the blue, she's 
that she just checked her messages. They were checking in on her kids. Fucking voicemail starts playing again. Hey, Shannon, it's Dad. Thanks for taking the chickens out and collecting the eggs. I'm going to get the eight in right today, and we can plow it. Like, I'm like, don't do it, Shannon. I'm literally thinking, please don't. Oh, I'm saying no. I'm out loud there, but I'm literally thinking, please oh, don't do this. No. Yeah, she gets up like Sybil in the movie. Like Sybil. Oh, yeah. Sets Indian style right on the fucking floor and just starts convulsing all over the place. Oh, my goodness. And this time it's big, like flopping like a fish out of water. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. She's having like a self induced. See, like there's no such thing. Like I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? So I count this time as two minutes. Okay, uh, it's like say ten o'clock at night. And the interesting part of the story was a kid that works for me had done a transportation for me. I told him if he came by that night, I'd pay him. I forgot all about. It. He knocks at my door as she's having wow, a seizure. No kidding. I'm like, Pat, he traps in here. He's like. So anyway, friend Pat comes in, we load her in the back of his Ford Fusion, he drives us to the emergency room, so it takes probably about 20 minutes of total time. She's not still convulsing at this time, but she's still like out of it, and we're acting all kinds of weird. We want to show up at the emergency room, he runs in and goes, my friend's having a seizure. So the whole team just comes out, throws her on a gurney. They literally like cut her pants and boots off of her with the, with the scissors. Like got her really? Oh yeah. Whoa. Put her in the in the damn you know put her in the gown and the whole nine yards and ran her back there. Wow. Um, just like midnight on the emergency room. Like, what the hell? So I'm sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and they're not giving me no information. Like, damn, what the hell's going on? It's like Friday nights. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I ain't got a vehicle. Of course, my buddy my buddy walked in, brushed sure. it off. Sure. So I'm like, what am I going to do now? So. I go up to the up to the desk. I'm like, ma'am, can you give me an update on this, Shannon? I was like, we were out on the data room. She had a seizure. It's been like four hours. I was like, what's going on? So of course, with him and stuff, she didn't tell me nothing. Yeah, She's for like, sure. Oh, just- and we're off. All right, so let's catch you up because there's a part in there we had to drop out because it was just too low and it didn't make a heck of a lot of sense to to keep it in there. So first date, I think you caught how that went. And between the first and the second date, she sends him a picture of her at the tanning bed. Pretty seductive picture. Not a total nude, just seductive. Not far from the house. And he's like, come on over. And she comes over and uh, they hang out. No incident that day. And then she comes over again a second time. They plan a date. They plan an actual date. And that's what he's trying to trying to get set up. And when they're planning the actual date, the part that, that we dropped out uh, because the audio was too low, was he asked her, he says, hey, if we're out again and something happens and you have a seizure, what do you want me to do? And she's like, well, call 911, get me to the hospital. He's like, yeah, sure. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. That sounds good. So then this is what happened. She's out. She's like, he's like, oh, my God gosh, all right, I have a friend here. I'm not going to call 911. I'll go ahead and we'll just take her to the hospital and that way we'll get her set up there. And that's kind of where we're at now is is they, they kind of went out. She went through, she played the message. She had another seizure. And as she's getting ready to do, or as she's having the seizure and knock at the door, and it's like, all right, let's go. Cause you know, the, the medical team comes out and that's pretty much where they're at. I just like, this would be like, first of all, poor girl. I mean, like going through this, like poor girl, right? Two minutes later, this doctor comes out. It's like a 35-year-old, like a black doctor, like a like from the, I don't know, like a Caribbean type of doctor. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know how they like fill in all those places. And he goes, come here, bud. He pulls me in a 
away from the emergency room. I thought, well, there's no one around. He goes, what the hell's going on? I'm like, excuse me? He goes, I'll lose my license over this if I have to. He goes, I need to know what's going on. So I started thinking to myself, oh, my God. He thinks we're using drugs or criminal accident. <laughs> sure, like, right. What the fuck is he thinking? Right. So I said, I said, look, this is one of my best friends' sisters. We were out to dinner, and she had a seizure, and I'm already with this room. Other than that, I don't even know what's going on. I said, I'm just here to help. It's like, don't give me that shit, bud. I mean, he's like, I know him almost. He goes, I'll break every one of them right now. He goes, this is what's going on. He just She's had 120 check stays at the not hospital. She's on 30 medicines. They're not real seizures. Like he just lays it on my mind. Whoa. He goes, I can tell you're not her type of person. He goes, I wouldn't even deal with this type of person. She needs to be in the psych hospital the rest of her fucking life. He goes, just stay the hell away. Oh my gosh. He gives me the whole chart of what's going on. All right, so here I am playing hall monitor, just making sure everybody's caught up and is good to go because I know it dropped a little low, but that part was important, so I wanted to make sure we left it in there because he goes up, asks the information desk what's going on. The lady says, because of HIPAA, I can't tell you what's going on. He's like, okay, I totally understand. As he's walking away, a doctor comes up and says, I don't care about HIPAA. I'll lose my license. What did you guys do? And they start having a conversation. The doctor says she has had, she's on 30 different medicines. She's been in and out of uh, the mental ward. Uh, she has, she does not have a seizure disorder is the crux of it. And even shows, uh, shows them the medical uh, chart of hers and says, dude, just get the heck away from her. Well, here's the problem. Her truck's in the fucking bride. Oh yeah. Her overnight bag's sitting there in her purses at the house. Right. What do you play stupid? So what am I gonna do now? Right. Exactly. So at first I was just thinking, you know what? I'm gonna throw her shit in the damn dumpster. Yeah. Well, from the back of her truck, she's done. Like, so like an hour and a half. Look, I can't leave her at the damn hospital myself. I just can't. Right. Like I'm an like I can't leave someone that I've known for 40 years, her family. I can't leave her emergency room by herself with her truck and her something else. Like I can't do it. Right. So I grab her purse, her overnight bag. And I get in my car and I drive back to the hospital and I go back into the room. And by then, she's like, you know, they got her on the IV and she's kind of half out of it. I go back to myself, she had it's like, I brought her stuff back this so And she's like, so I don't know what happened. She said, I've been doing so good on my meds and this stuff. So at this point, she doesn't know that I've had their conversation with the doctor. So she's going to continue to play it like she's the victim at this point. Okay. So, oh my God. Oh, it's terrible. So, say about 30 minutes later, they check her out, and she gets in my car, like we're going back to the house. And I'm like, I was thinking, so I think I've been up all night. She's already done this to me twice. Like, there's no, like, what am I going to do? She can't even drive. She, you know what I mean? She's been in the hospital yeah. in the IV for 12 hours. She can't even drive. She's like, to my house, try to get me in bed, sleep in my bed. Like, I can't go through this again. So, I literally took her to the Red Roof Inn right across from the hospital. And I gave the Indian, like the Indian guy at the front desk, I'm like, how much? It's like 60 bucks. I'm like, here's a fucking hundred. She stands until 4 p.m. I'll be back to get her. I, like, I got to go home and work. He's like, okay, man. So I check her in the red room, go home. I'm supposed to work all day. I just slept all day because I've been up all I fucking night, exhausted this afternoon. So 4 o'clock, I go back, up in the hotel room. She's still in there. Wow. So I'm like, come on, Chan, let's go. She's like, okay, I'm rested. I'm feeling a lot better. So I take her back to my house. And I'm not even going to let her come in the house. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, just... So she's apologizing the whole way. I'm so sorry that happened again. I thought I was feeling better. I don't want to bust her ass, especially until we get back to the house. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just right. like, it's okay. You know, everything's fine. 
We'll get you back and we'll see you. I'll see you next week. You know what I mean? Just all right, here we go. Back to filling in some gaps. So he now has her back at the house. He got her uh, a room at the Red Roof Inn so he could just go home and sleep because he really didn't want her back at his house. He's like, what can I do? I have her car, I have her purse. I mean, like, what am I going to do? And this is somebody I've known for my whole life, pretty much. So I got to, I can't be a jerk. I'm going to at least take care of her. So gets her out of the hospital, takes her to the Red Roof Inn, checks her in so she can sleep. He goes home, he sleeps comes back picks her up takes her back to his house so that way she can get her stuff uh and she's getting ready she goes to leave and he starts blocking her from all the apps her phone number anywhere he could possibly block her he is blocking her and that's some of the audio that dropped off as he starts blocking her and actually one part that dropped off too is she goes to leave she comes back and she asks again for for money for gas which i always think is i think that's a little bit interesting and now we're picking up to all right he's sitting in his chair at night and this happens i hadn't heard anything from her and probably six or eight weeks like i almost forgot about all this i probably moving on like maybe i'm trying to see other people i totally forgot about sitting home one sunday and i get a text message there's some girl there's some number that said something like hey is this brett i responded and said yeah this is shannon's friend uh she's with me she's like she's wondering if she can come over and see you but she can't get over there so i respond what the hell is this about and she says something like she's moving to alabama she got a job roofing and she's wondering if she can pick up her tools or some fairly legitimate thing. Like she a couple of, you know what I mean? Something she'd have that stuff she actually yes, left. And so she yes, had it there. Okay. It's fairly okay. legitimate. Oh my goodness. So, so I tell this girl, like, can I drop it off somewhere? And, this like that. and she tells me, she's like, look, Shannon literally has a train ticket today to Alabama from Lafayette. She's like, she wondered if she could stop at your house today and get her stuff and go. I'm like, all right, tell her stuff behind no big deal. So a couple hours later, knock at the door with Shannon. She still doesn't know I know, right? So we're just playing it off like normal, right? So she says, care if I use your restroom real quick? I didn't even, I know. Now that I'm looking back, we had had such a great conversation for like 20 minutes. I was past the point of even trying to blockade her. Like it was just like, okay, she's leaving. So she goes in, gets my restroom, comes back out. And she says, I think my my train's leaving her. I remember if it was Greyhound or whatever. She said, I think I'm leaving her about 45 minutes. She said, I got to get downtown. She goes, I appreciate everything you did for me. From the standing position, she grabs her phone. I think she's checking the flight information. And sure as shit. Shannon, it's dad. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, the and I'm literally screaming at her. Don't do it. It's like, if you fucking do that, it's like, do not fucking do it. It's like, what are you doing? Shut the phone off. Do not. I'm just screaming at her. And she's looking at me, looking just straight through me. Walks over, just collapses right on my fucking floor. Oh, and starts my having God. Dude, no way. Now, I'd already kind of planned for this one. So my ex-wife, who is a nurse, I had told this story to you. And she's like, there's no such thing as a voluntary seizure. No. It's all involuntary. Yeah. She said, you can spit in their face and they can't respond. She right. said, in the nursing home, whatever, they right. can't respond. She said, so if she responds to anything you do, it's fake. I don't know why. And you can actually, I'm a, I would never hurt anybody ever. Like, I am the sex, I am the most sympathetic person ever. I got up in the arm of my chair like Randy fucking Macho Man Savage. I go, you fucking bitch. I jumped over like I was going to. 
And she goes, no, don't hit me. Oh, my I'm gosh. Like, yeah. Right now, she gets up like, what are you doing to me? And I just start like, like that. I'm like, you fake three fucking seizures on me. I've been good to your family for 30 years. I tried everything. I, I, I just let her fucking have it. I was like, you fucking bitch, why would you do that to me? It's like, I, my ex-wife and my daughter, and I got a business. I was like, you could have ruined everything. I was like, what are you doing, you know? So she literally just puts her head down and leaves. No way. So I'm sitting there thinking, she's going to come back for the 40 bucks for the gas money again? You know? <laughs> no, I'm thinking, dude. Like, I don't care. I am done with her. No so way, bro. Oh, yeah, she leaves. And I'm blocking the piss out of her. Now I'm making sure she's blocked everywhere, like Messenger, Facebook, all the dating apps. Like, I'm making sure there's no loose ties. I'm blocking her son. I'm blocking this friend. Like, anybody that's anything, I'm blocking her. I will never, ever, ever speak to this girl ever again. Wow. Okay. So she's gone. Okay. I'm telling you, this was eight months later. Eight months later. I guess she's not gone. She's in Alabama. I found it. Eight months later, by 1030 at night. And this is freak that freaky because it was dark out. I'm sitting in the living room by myself. I was playing on the dating app, working with girls, this, that, and the other. And I get a text message that says, Shannon? Question mark. I've got a couple of men that are friends of mine. Their name's Shannon, too. I play ball with and stuff. Maybe it's not her. Like, it was just a strange number. Right. You know, like a God knows where the area code was. Like, just a, 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 her name was Shannon, but she also went by Sham, S-H-A-N. So I get another message that says, hey, Shan, question mark. Oh, uh, okay. Next thing you know, I get another one from another number. Shannon, question mark. I start freaking out. I'm like, wait a minute. She's fucking with me here. Next thing you know, I've got 10 messages from 10 different numbers, and they're all saying something like, hey, Shannon, is this you? Shan, what can I do? Hey, Shannon, what's step number two? Like, all this crazy fucking shit. I'm like, what am I going to do here? Next thing you know, I'm telling you, there's 30 messages and they're all over the place from all over the country. No shit. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's at a party in Alabama. They're all drunk and high. She's just getting me back. Like she's just passing the phones around and they're all sending me messages. Like, wait a minute. There's 10 different area codes. There's no way that's the case. Like there's people from Chicago and Houston and Vegas. I'm like, how can this all be happening? So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm telling you, there's 20 of them and they're starting to get weirder like, We'll come if you need us to, or uh, what can I do next? Like all this, and I'm like, what? The hair stand up on my arm, like I'm flipping out, and I'm like, something's like, what the fuck? So I pick up my phone, and on Plenty of Fish, I told you before, you have a call name. And you can search yes. somebody by their call name. On yes, that one. You right. can't on the other ones, but on that one, you okay, can. Okay, that's right. So I typed in, just some girl. Sure as shit, it popped right the fuck up on that. No Roofer in Alabama, single, blah, 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 blah. But I click on her pro- profile, and here's what it says. Hello, my name is Shannon. I have been kidnapped as a sexual slave, and here is his phone number. Please help me by texting him and getting me out of this mess. If you ask him this, that, and the other, and he responds in this way, then we can have sex together. Like the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life, that she makes it look like, I've held her sucks, and these guys can come and have sex with her if they contact me. What the hell? Yes. So I'm like, okay. All these people are looking at her profile. They're sending the message to my damn phone number because it's on there trying to have sex with her. Oh, my yes. God. So I literally, this probably this is only one, probably the only time this ever happened in my life, I literally thought my life was over. I literally sat there for a minute thinking, done. 
Oh, like my daughter's okay. 19, my ex-wife, like my business, my cell phone. Like, this is my business phone. Like, oh. Like, the cop, like, I'm going to get arrested. Like, do I call the cops? Like, what do I do now? So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, and I, this is, this sounds terrible, but I'm sitting there thinking, you're an educated guy. Your IQ's like 130. She's a fucking piece of trash. Her IQ's like 80. Like, surely you can have smarter here. Like, figure something out. So I'm just sitting there thinking, 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 waiting I got her phone number of her brother and both of her sisters. Oh, nice. I just started to answer every one of those text messages saying, please contact at this number, which is her older brother. If you want to do step two, please contact at this number. No. Her older brother owns a construction company. One of her sisters is a school teacher. The other one's like a pediatrician. So they're all prominent people that live. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's the black sheep. like, all 20 of them bitches, I just forwarded right through the brothers and the sisters with like five minutes later, that profile was fucking What a great idea. What a great idea. Oh my so God. God. You guys all want to pick up your jaws now? I know I needed to at that point, as you can hear me at the end. And I, hopefully it didn't dip out too much and you guys could catch it all. And uh, if you if you need uh, or want to read it, because we transcribed it as well as best we could too, we'll put that up on the website so that way you guys can, can read exactly you know how the conversation went. But you kind of get the gist. We, we definitely cut some spots out um, just because it did dip too low or it was a little bit too automated. I don't know what the little like almost clicking was that periodically showed up in the background, but the story was worth being told in our opinion. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I promise from here on out, uh, maybe with a, a hiccup once or twice, uh, like this one did once every couple of seasons, but the audio will be, will be on point. Thank you for being along for the ride on the swipe wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.